Okay. Okay, hello, and welcome to the second episode of Unstable Universes, where we ruin two of your favorite fandoms at once. I'm Alana Hopper. I'm Evan Rowell. So, in case you're just jumping in on this episode, we have our random fandom... Random tandem fandoms. Random tandem fandom generator, and it gave us two fandoms and a tag last week, and now we had a whole week to write it. And now we're going to read them to you. So what we got last week was Criminal Minds and Bigfoot in a Corporal Punishment fic. Yep. And so Evan's going to be reading mine first. And we need a title for mine. Yeah, what's your title? Um, Something meaningful. What happened to Reed? Ooh. <laughs> mysterious. Yeah. Oh, also, before you begin reading mine, I'd like to suggest a drinking game. For our, our listeners at home. Okay. Every time Evan says the words, sexy detective Derek Morgan, take a shot. <laughs> um, that sounds like it might get dangerous, but um, if you decide to partake in this drinking game, we are not liable uh, for any damage you cause to your own body. Yep. But let us know how it goes at an unpodcast on Twitter. Oh yeah, and if you'd like to read along with us, you can always visit our fanfiction account, Unstable Universes, yeah. on fanfiction.net. Hopefully we'll get an AO3 soon. Yeah, the superior fanfiction website. It is, it really is. Um, the links will be in the show notes to the fanfictions. Okay, let's begin with, what happened to Reed? I have a new case for you guys, Rossi said. There's a real sicko walking around taking people's feet. Ew. Okay, that's my cue to leave, said Penelope as she hurried out of the room. Sexy detective Derek Morgan. Drink. Watched her leave. He was deeply turned on by the sway of her ass. (laughs) Sounds to me like a six-foot white male in his late 20s, probably a loner, His father probably abused him at a young age and he struggles with a great deal of mental illnesses. He's taking the feet as trophies to fill the void in his heart (laughs) that seeing his mom die at the age of seven left, Prentice chimed in. She leaned back in her chair, clearly self-satisfied, even though it was the same profile she had given every episode since the first season of this damn show. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's very true. It's always, like, a white male in his late 20s who's a loner. Oh, well, you'll have some fun uh, with mine. <laughs> a little switch up. Not not in his late 20s, but... Oh, okay. But definitely a white male loner type. Oh, great. Yeah, of course. I'd agree with you, but this case gets even stranger. He's not just stealing the feet. He's cutting them off and draining these people of blood before dumping them in the forest near Skamania County, Washington, Rossi said. Bigfoot territory, Reed whispered, fear dripping from his voice. I'm sorry, that wasn't whispering. Bigfoot territory. Reed whispered, fear dripping from his voice. (laughs) Come on, Rossi. You don't actually believe Reed. I'm not spending my weekend hunting some... (laughs) Something that doesn't exist when I could be banging hot chicks, yelled, Sexy Detective Derek Morgan. Take a shot. It was only four hours later that Sexy Detective Derek Morgan... Take another shot. Back to back. 
uh, Derek Morgan found himself trudging through Guilford Pinchot <laughs> National Forest. The group had to keep stopping so that Reed could catch his breath. He was so weak, everyone wished that he would just get demoted to a desk job. It's only 50 more yards until we reach the cabin. Like, we will be able to see it when we get to the top of this hill, said the team's large and burly guide. His name was Harry, and his feet were unusually large. Ooh, who could he be? One moment, Reed panted. My asthma's acting up. I feel that. Do you? Yeah. Oh. I can't wait anymore, Harry screamed. Even sexy detective Derek Morgan jumped at their guide's sudden outburst. He quickly gathered Reed up in his buff, hairy arms and ran up the hill and out of sight. Reed's screams died out suddenly, but the rest of his team just stood around in shock. Was that Bigfoot? Prentice asked. (laughs) Yeah, that might have been, replied Rossi. What are the chances that he's just taking him to the cabin? Probably not high. And then we have a chapter break? Yeah, and then then it's a break. (laughs) Are you going to upload this on two different days so you have different chapters? Maybe. I could. I legitimately almost had a chapter break in mine. (laughs) I just needed things to... A clear way to change scene and time. Reed awoke to a gruesome sight. He was in a cave that was surprisingly well lit and cozy, thanks to the kerosene lamps scattered around. The cave would have easily been mistaken for a stone home had it not been for the missing wall that led into the forest. (laughs) What made this sight so gruesome was not the warm kerosene lamps or the decorative throw pillows that matched the ornate rug, but rather the severed feet lining the walls and hanging from the ceiling. That would do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little grim. Oh good, you're awake came a voice from behind Reed. It was Harry, but he looked entirely different now that the denim and plaid that he was wearing before was removed. Now it was clear that he was, in fact, a Sasquatch. You're Bigfoot, Reed said. He tried to stand before realizing that he couldn't feel his legs. They were definitely still there. He could look down and see them and touch them, but they were super asleep. (laughs) Super. (laughs) Past pins and needles, just dead. (laughs) Harry groaned at Reed's panicking, but made no move to stop him. Actually, Bigfoot is my brother. Harry picked up a picture frame from one of the wooden tables and brought it over so Reed could see the picture inside. It was Harry posed with what looked like a clone (laughs) of himself, except the the other figure was missing a leg. I prefer to go by Big Feet. But that's enough about me. I don't want your anesthetic to wear off before I chop off your feet. Get it? Because his brother's big foot because he only has one foot. His big feet because he has two. I I think I follow your logic. So that's his name. His name is Big Feet. Harry Big Feet? No, just Big Feet. Oh. Harry's his pseudonym. Oh. Big Feet is his Sasquatch given name. Oh, okay. That's fair. At this, Reed began to scream like a little bitch. His brain couldn't save him now. His only hope was that sexy, this time spelled with an I, Detective Derek Morgan would find the cage before Big Feet could take anything irreplaceable. 
Lucky for Reed, sexy detective Derek Morgan did show up at that exact moment. Unlucky for Reed, sexy detective Derek Morgan is so used to breaking down doors that he was confused by the entrance to the cave, and this moment of confusion was enough time for Big Feet to tackle him. That's three shots in a row. I Uh, hope you guys are doing okay. Maybe change it to sips. Maybe sips would be better than full shots. Yeah, I think you're right. Prentice pulled out her gun and pointed it at the large ape-like creature, but Rossi stepped in her way. He pulled out a large needle filled with some sort of blue liquid before plunging it into the muscular back of Big Feet. Big Feet roared in anger and thrashed around, grabbing one of the kerosene lamps and throwing it towards the wall. Unfortunately, (laughs) Reed was very close to the area of impact and caught fire in the resulting explosion. He attempted to stop, drop, and roll, but was unable to without the use of his legs. The drop would be pretty easy without his legs. That's true. But he's already on the ground, I assume. Oh, well then, he's already dropped. (laughs) He's already stopped, he's already dropped, but he can't roll. And that's the most important part, I think. Prentice saw his struggling and was kind enough to cover him in one of Big Feet's many patchwork quilts. Back at the entrance to the cave, Big Feet had collapsed on the on top of sexy detective Derek Morgan, and even Derek's crazy ripped body couldn't push the hulking beast off of him. What kind of tranquilizer did you use, Prentice asked Rossi. Blue Gatorade. The only thing that can temporarily stop a Sasquatch. I read about it on the plane ride over. Someone on Reddit told me about that life hack. It took the entire team to move Big Feeds onto one of the wooden tables. So I guess we take him in for questioning. He's definitely going to get the death penalty. The only Sasquatch the world has ever seen and we're going to have to kill him, Prentice said sadly. I have a better idea, called Reed from his place on the couch where he was tending to his third degree burns. How about we just teach him a good lesson so he never kills again? Like, what if we just give him a good spanking? The rest of his kind can li- continue to live in peace. Or we could just kill him now and never report it, sexy detective Derek Morgan suggested very helpfully. I like Reed's idea. A good spanking should put him in his place, said Rossi stupidly. <laughs> Prentice liked the idea of killing big feats. Keep putting S's, I'm sorry. But Rossi was already positioning him for a lengthy spanking, so she kept her mouth shut and went to help him. Big Feet was handcuffed to the to his dinner table when he woke up. How do you... What? How do you get handcuffed to a table? At the, at the legs. I assume he has really long arms, so each arm is handcuffed to a leg, and then he's kind of like hanging over it, so okay. he's exposed. Yeah, okay. Your, your logic is sound. <laughs> <laughs> Big Feet was handcuffed to his dinner table when he woke up. He could feel the cool wind lapping against his exposed buttocks. Oh good, you're awake, Reed mocked, using Big Feet's own words against him. We're gonna teach you a good lesson for killing all those innocent people. You're gonna get a hearty spanking. <laughs> Before Big Feet could understand fully what Reed was ta- uh, was talking about... He felt a paddle come down on his bare butt cheeks. Hard. He almost cried out in pain, but caught himself at the last moment. But Reed just continued on, each strike harder than the last. The only sounds echoing across the walls of Big Feet's home were the slap of wood on skin and the occasional whimper of pain from Big Feet. At what point does this become torture? Prentice asked. Who cares? Just let the pretty boy have his fun, Derek Morgan replied. The end.
no sexy detective. That was just Derek Morgan. Oh, was it? Yeah, Ooh. that was the only one. I feel like it should have been a shot at the end. Just take a shot at the end. You deserve it. Because why not? You made it through that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, definitely different. Mm-hmm. Never read anything like that before. <laughs> I feel like Big Feet doesn't have the same ring to it that Bigfoot does. No, not really. Maybe that's why people don't call them Big Feet, even though they have two feet. It's true. Do we know that they have two feet? Oh, I guess videos, yeah. yeah. We do know. Why are they called Bigfoot, then? Do they just have one big foot, one small foot? One regular foot, maybe. One peg leg? <laughs> Imagine if they just had one peg leg. Like, they were born with a peg leg. <laughs> You've heard of club foot. It's like that. No peg leg. Peg it's leg. just bone. Oh, that's upsetting. Is it? I guess it's kind of like a rhino's horn, but it, but his foot. Yeah. Gross. That is gross. Shall we move on to yours? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay, so what's the working title for this? Ooh. Somehow still never managed to think of one. I was too distracted. <laughs> um, mine is called The, the Tale of the UFF Killer. It'll, it'll make sense when you read it. Ultimate foot fetishist. Fuck, you figured it out. <laughs> Is that actually Yeah. No. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> that was surprisingly easy. Okay. Alright, the tale of the UFF killer. I sip my coffee as the doors to the BAU open in front of me. I duck to pass through the doorway unscathed, and when I look up, when I look back up, Derek Morgan is standing in front of me. His big brown eyes, usually so fierce and stoic, were full of sadness. Maybe even a hint of fear. Ooh. I knew things hadn't ended well between us, but we did our best to say professional at work. This was different somehow. Wait. Did Morgan fuck Bigfoot? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they have history. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Big, said Morgan said softly. He reached out and placed a hand on my hairy forearm. We got to sign a new case, and well, I just wanted to let you know before you were in front of everybody. It's, it's him. My hand opened and the cup of coffee fell to the floor. Derek didn't have to say anything more. I knew what he meant. It was him. My mind raced, but my body froze. I couldn't move a muscle, couldn't react. He was back. See how I forgot to make it funny? <laughs> Except in the cringe way. Hot coffee splashed my bare feet, bringing me back to reality. Shit, I muttered, looking down at the mess. It's okay, Big. You get cleaned up. I can make you a fresh coffee before the briefing, Morgan reassured. Okay, thanks, Derek. I said as I pulled back from his hand still gently touching my forearm. I walked slowly to the washroom, never looking back up, too focused on my feet. Large, incredibly so, and covered in thick hair, now wet and matted by the hot black coffee. I washed my feet quickly. They'd still be a little sticky from the sugar, but I wasn't going to be late for the briefing. I sat in between JJ and Morgan, who handed me a steaming mug. Just how you like it, he promised. 
I murmur a thank you and turn my attention to the screens, and Hotch standing at the head of the table. The UFF killer has resurfaced, Hotch states. The body of 26-year-old Andrea Walker has been found just east of Seattle. He brings up a picture of the face of the found body and her driver's license photo. Sticking to his typical M.O., she has been strangled and her feet removed post-mortem with men's feet sewn in their place. That's fucked. I'm sorry. That's (laughs) real gross. (laughs) Where's he getting the men's feet? Men. Fair enough. I flinch as he shows a picture of the corpse's feet. The burns on my own seem to flare up the longer I stared. As we determined in our previous investigation of the UFF killer, he is Millard C. Cole, pipes up Reed. White male, mid-30s, loner type. I told you! I told you, it's always the exact same... It's always those fucked up white boys. I know, you gotta watch out for them. The most extreme foot fetish we've ever encountered. Hence the name, UFF. Ultimate foot fetishist. (laughs) He fled to Argentina last time we got close to him. And since there's no extradition treaty, we lost him. Now he's clearly back. And with a vengeance. I forgot I wrote that. (laughs) At the sound of his name, I clench my hands, digging my fingernails into the arms of my custom-made large office chair. (laughs) Morgan reaches over and smooths the bristling fur on my arm. We'll get him this time. I swear. Wheels up in 45 minutes. We need to get to Seattle before Cole can take another victim, Hotch says. And the meeting disbands. The Washington to Washington flight was overwhelmingly slow. The Washington to Washington... Washington, D.C. to Washington State. Oh, okay. The Washington to Washington flight was overwhelmingly slow. I couldn't help but stare at my massive feet and think of Millard C. Cole, the UFF killer. My whole life changed because of Cole. I was a ranger for Mount Rainer National Park at the time, and I found his first victim. Or two victims, I should say, since the implanted feet were always from a male, whereas the body was always female. I worked closely with the BAU to help with the case, and that's when I met Morgan. He was strong, his face like a solid stone, unable to show emotion, but as we got closer, I learned to read those beautiful brown eyes of his. He was the one that suggested I move to D.C. and join the BAU, and I was so head over heels I couldn't resist. That's all over now, though. Morgan and I have moved on. Or at least, that's what I tell myself. See, I don't think that they've moved on, considering that Morgan is constantly rubbing him in meetings. (laughs) Like, every time Morgan's mentioned, he's, like, rubbing Bigfoot. (laughs) Oh, yeah, but we're not together. It's just you. He just likes the feel of me. In a platonic way. We finally touched down and headed straight to the Seattle Police Department. The BAU team familiarized themselves with all of the gruesome details before we decided to head out and canvas the area for additional information. The police tape was still up when we arrived, the body still covered by a white sheet. It was positioned as if it was sitting on a fallen trunk and leaning against a tree just off of the hiking trail. Clearly the murders occurred somewhere else and the body was placed here, remarked Reed as he knelt to peer under the sheet. Must have been close, Prentice theorized. He's not exactly a bodybuilder, and there's no tracks from a four-wheeler or a car. We'll sweep the area in a half-mile radius, ordered Hotch, splitting us all into pairs. I, of course, was put with Morgan. Whether it was an intentional move or not by Hotch, I'll never know. 
but the team definitely noticed the awkwardness between the two of us in the past month, even though we had never let them know about the relationship. Morgan and I headed east. The forest was thick and muggy, but I grew up in these parts, so I knew the terrain. Morgan struggled to keep up with me, but I'd rather keep a little bit of a distance between us. I couldn't bear another conversation with him. We searched in silence for hours, past the sunset, before Hotch finally called us all back in for the night. We checked into our modest hotel, but I knew I couldn't sit, let alone sleep. So I went out for a walk. My kind were rare, but not unheard of. So while I got some stares as I walked the streets of Seattle, no one screamed and ran like they used to. I was an oddity to them, but not a monster. <laughs> Nearly an hour after I had set out, my phone began to buzz. Probably just Hotch telling me to come back and get some sleep, I thought. But when I checked, it was Morgan calling. Ooh. Ooh. I sighed and considered not picking up. But if it was work-related, I couldn't just disappear. What's up, Morgan? I asked. Intentionally cold. <laughs> Is that cold? What's up, Morgan? What's up, Morgan? I don't know. Even that's still a little bit warm. What's up is very, like... Casual? Friendly? Yeah. I well, think... I think... What can I say? I'm not a good author. <laughs> I think... I think it was, like, what? Alright, switch it up. <laughs> what? I ask. Intentionally cold. Much better. I'm afraid this isn't Morgan, my delicious Sasquatch. Ew! <laughs> Oh, a high-pitched, excited voice replied, I'm afraid this isn't Morgan, my delicious Sasquatch. A high-pitched, excited voice replied, If you want him back, you'll bring those delectable toes to the place you found my first creation. If you want him with his original feet, bring no one else. None will satisfy me quite like you could. <laughs> the phone went dead before I could answer or try to track the call. Faced with losing not only a teammate, but a lover, even if that was behind us. I had no choice but to comply with Cole's demands. I went alone. The scene of Cole's first crime was deep in <coughs> Rainier yeah. National Park, on the banks of the White River. The first victim had been posed to look as though she was sunbathing, despite the thick forest blocking the sun's rays. When I finally arrived, I saw Morgan lying in the exact same spot as the first victim. His hands were tied behind his back, lying on top of them. His shoes and socks had been removed, leaving his bare feet submerged in the rushing river. Morgan, I shouted, running towards him, my gun drawn. Big no, stay back, he's... Morgan was cut off as I was tackled from my flank. The man was much smaller than my eight-foot stature, but his speed and my surprise gave him the advantage. He knocked me clean off my feet. I landed hard on my face with him straddling my back. My gun went flying and landed in the river, swept away by the current. Uh-oh. You rat bastard, I gasped, trying to get air back into my lungs. Cole leaned down and whispered in my ear, You know, I've never seen one of you in real life before. My God, you're magnificent. <laughs> He moved back, clearly going to inspect my large feet. I bucked and contorted myself, throwing him to the rocky banks next to me, and I lunged on top of him. This is over, I roared. <laughs> Cole giggled with glee. <laughs> he wasn't afraid of me. I'd have to teach him a lesson in respect. Ooh. 
Wipe that grim grin off your damn face. You think this is a game? I slapped him across the face, leaving a massive red mark across his right side. You've killed and you've desecrated innocent people. All just to get off? You'll rot in hell. <laughs> I pick him up by the collar and drag him to a large rock nearby. I sit down and lay his stomach across my knees. With a quick tug, I rip his khaki pants from his body and toss them in the river. <laughs> One for each victim, I growl. Jesus, I hate them. I hate them so much. <laughs> David Walsh, Madeline Brown, Bill Bates, Karen Vasquez. I narrate to him the lives he has destroyed, each name punctuated with a progressively hard slap to his rear end. By the third name, his ass was red as the blood of his dead. <laughs> so good! By the sixth, he had shed his own blood. The list was longer than any FBI agent would hope a serial killer's list of victims could be. I had spanked him raw by the time I was only halfway done, but I continued. Once I was done, I threw him off my lap to the ground. But not Derek Morgan, I screamed. <laughs> Millard Cole struggled to stand after the beating he had received, instead taking to crawling away from my wrath. He made it barely four feet before he collapsed. I stood and shook my spanking hand. Damn, that's smart, so I muttered. Approaching Morgan, I untied him and helped him to his feet. That, that was intense, big. Morgan stammered in awe, but then his face changed. Think you've got any left for me? The end. Jesus, I hated everything about that. <laughs> I, I feel like the creepy guy would have liked that, though. Like, he gets to look at Bigfoot's feet while he's getting spanked and, like... It was, like, good until, like, halfway through, and then he's like, okay, my boner's gone. I just want this to stop now. Yeah, that's my terrible fanfiction. I like that. You definitely outdid me this week. The tale of the UFF killer. <laughs> I like that I guessed what it stood for immediately. Well, yeah, I guess you figure out one of them's probably foot. Yeah. And then, what's another F that goes with foot? Foot fetish. Yeah. And what are any words that start with U? ultimate it took me about four seconds to figure it out so it, it taking you two seconds to <laughs> to decode it just let me feel proud of myself for once it took me days to figure it out you're so smart <laughs> okay so that's been our terrible fan fictions for this week yeah we didn't have anybody write in no not yet that's not surprising though still hoping Still hoping, praying. Maybe next week. Maybe we'll have a better prompt this week. Better than Bigfoot and Criminal Minds Corporal Punishment? I don't know how I feel about Corporal Punishment. It was definitely weird. And I like that we both chose spanking, though. Well, I feel like that's, like, the m most common one. Yeah. I had the Wikipedia page for Corporal Punishment open on my computer for three days because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what kind of Corporal Punishment I wanted to do. Like, there's, like, flogging, and there's, like, the cat nine tails. Yeah. There's, apparently, like, caning feet is a big one. Oh, that could have been good. Yeah, right? Whoops. I didn't look that far into it. I'm just like, okay, spanking. <laughs> That's fair. He also got a face slap. He didn't get a face slap. Reed nearly burned to death in mine. It's true. There was a bit of violence. He also nearly got his feet cut off. Yeah. And poor Derek Morgan, so confused by the lack of doors to get down. <laughs> He's always kicking down doors. He is. It's true. 
Okay. Shall we jump right into random tandem fandoms? That's that's the next segment, and also the final segment. Yep. We have two okay. segments on the show. <laughs> so let's hit that drum roll. Ooh. Interesting. Okay, our first fandom is Daredevil. Ooh. Our second fandom is Frozen. And our tag for this week is Future Fic. Okay. So, what do you know about Daredevil? Daredevil, he's a blind superhero. Yep. He lives in Hell's Kitchen. Mm Mm-hmm. He's a lawyer. Yep. I've seen, like, the first couple episodes, and I've also seen the movie. Okay. So I know a little bit. Yeah. He's Ben Affleck. Yeah. Or the other guy. And when it rains, he can see everything. Yeah. Because all the raindrops are making sounds as they bounce off things. Yeah. Who's his girlfriend? Jessica Jones. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who She got her own movie. Did she? Yeah. Jennifer Garner. Is she a superhero? Electra. Oh. Another character with Psy. After we had Raph last episode. Raphael? Oh, okay. (laughs) Raph. Yeah, they all get shortened. They're Mikey, Raph, Leo, and Donnie. Oh, I only knew Mikey and Donnie. Oh, I guess Leo. I just hadn't heard Raph. That was the only one. (laughs) Well, Daredevil, blind lawyer superhero. He fights the Hand. Is that the bad guy? Yeah, they're a bunch of ninjas that want to take over the world. Okay, what's what's his sidekick's name? Do you mean his lawyer friend? Yeah. Foggy? Foggy. I knew it was some kind of, like, weird The name. worst character in the show? Is he? I hate him. Oh. I honestly just hate the show, though. I thought it was really boring. Yeah, I thought it was boring, too. That's why I only got, like, four or five episodes in. I, I like the movie, though. I managed to get good. through the first season, but I didn't go back for season two. That's fair. Did you see Defenders? Yeah. Is that better? Um, when the heroes were interacting with each other, great. When they were fighting the boring evil people, boring. Because the evil people were boring. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, Frozen. What do you know about Frozen? Uh, Disney movie, not Pixar, just Disney? Just Disney, I think. I think. Um, it's the tale of two princesses, the one with the ice powers and the one that's normal. One's a princess, one's a queen. She becomes a queen oh, early sorry. in. Right, because the parents die. Yeah. Well, the parents go give birth to Tarzan. That's confirmed. <laughs> Is it confirmed? Yeah. Oh. Apparently they're also related to Rapunzel. Of course. Everything's related. Because her and Flynn can be seen going to, like, the... Oh. The crowning of That's Elsa. Wild. Yeah. Cinematic universe. Gotta make everything match up. Mm-hmm. Nothing's an Easter egg. Everything's just connected. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, but, okay, so there's a queen and a princess, Mm -hmm. the queen has ice powers, but she gets nervous at her ceremony and fucks up and freezes the whole town, and runs away, sings Let It Go, comes back, saves the day, the other sister does something, there's a moose? The other sister brings her back. Right, okay. And then, love. Yeah, love is an open door. Yeah. And there's an evil guy that wants to take over the kingdom, I think. Yeah, that's the twist. Yeah, because he was supposed to be the romantic... She was gonna marry him, and then, yeah. Crazy. 
probably There's, like, no music in the second half of the movie. I don't know why they keep doing that. A lot of movies forget that they're musicals partway through. Yeah, it's frustrating. Also, there's no, like, actual duet between the The romantic leads. Oh. No, they Oversight on their part. Yeah. Maybe Frozen 2 will remedy that. Frozen on Broadway might. I saw some production stills. Is Adina Menzel in there? Yeah, no, she's not. Then who cares? I still kind of care. Okay, <laughs> like what you like. Uh, and then our final randomly generated thing, our tag is, is future, future fic. fic, which just means it's in the future. Yeah. So Frozen is kind of in a medieval it time is. period. Yeah. So would future There's... fic just be? It could be present day. But Daredevil's also present day. Yeah. So that could be in the future. I'm probably going to go super future with Super this. future? Yeah, like sci-fi. That seems like a good way to go about it. Yeah. But you could technically just bring Frozen to modern day. Yeah, but that and... doesn't seem all that exciting. No, it doesn't. Uh, it really doesn't. I mean... Elsa could fight crime with yeah, Daredevil. Elsa and Hell's Kitchen could be interesting. Yeah. But I'd kind of just prefer a future Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Why yeah. not make it the future? Right. So, thanks for listening to episode two <laughs> of Unstable Universes. I'm sorry you had to hear our horrible fanfics, but you decided to listen, so it's your fault. And uh, you decided not to write in. You also decided to do the drinking game, and I'm very <laughs> sorry that you decided to do that. I pity you, is what I'm saying. I don't pity them. I wish I was them. I mean, nothing is stopping you from... I have class. Oh, I yeah. can ride my bike to class. Yeah. Well, if you want to write in for our next episode, Daredevil Frozen fi- Future Fic, uh, you can send that into unstableuniverses at gmail.com. If you'd like, follow us on Twitter at ununpodcast. That's at U-N-U-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, you can also follow us on fanfiction.net, oh, Unstable you, Universes. Is there an actual, like, follow? It's like you get updated whenever we post something. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah. perfect. If you want to follow us on there, please do. Uh, we'll let you know when we get our AO3 account, because we're looking forward to that. Yep. It's just been in beta for, like, seven years. Yeah. So we're waiting on that. Well, I've been Evan Rowell. And I was Alana Hopper. And we'll catch you next week. Bye.